This podcast contains adult content. Listener discretion is advised. For details on specific content warnings, please refer to our show notes. Welcome to Rolling Misadventures, where a group of podcasters take time away from their respective shows to sit down and play fiasco normally. I am your host, Derek, and this time around, we are playing an entirely different game with a bunch of wonderful guests that I'm going to give a chance to introduce themselves. And I realize every (laughs) time I do this, yeah, I never point out who should go first, second, and third. Hi, I'm Landon. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say, are you going to? That sounded like you were going to. No, Landon, go ahead. Hi, I'm Landon. I am the (laughs) MC for Shadows of St. Fleur, which is an Urban Shadows actual play podcast. Um, Yeah, that's that's actually all I'm doing right now. So that's me. Nice to meet you all. Hi, I'm Jory. I am a player with many realms. We play a variety of systems. We're right now playing Urban Shadows. Um, I guess depending on when this comes out, we're probably still playing Urban Shadows, but we've also played some D&D and a variety of other games, so come check us out. And I'm Graham. I am also on a variety podcast of RPG stuff called The Role Less Taken. We are currently doing Apocalypse World, and probably will be doing that for a few more weeks. And then, I don't know what we're going to do after that, but before that, we played a game called Weave, and we also did a game called Boy Problems. And of course, links to all of those shows will be down in our show notes. Or if you want to interact with all of these wonderful folks, you can head on over to the Cast Junkie server, where a whole bunch of us that are in the actual play categories have been teaming up and playing a variety of different games. Like over on Landon Show, you can check out a wonderful playthrough of Monster Hearts, where I play a shitty teenage Infernal. And this time around, we are playing Crash Pandas by Grant Howitt, which is a one-page RPG. Uh, There's not really a score, so we'll just give a quick rundown of what this game is all about. You're a bunch of raccoons, all trying to drive the same souped-up sports car, desperate to make a name for yourselves on the cutthroat LA street racing circuit. But why? And that's it. That's all it tells us. Nice. (laughs) And so with us playing a brand new system and game on Rolling Misadventures, we're going to do a little bit of uh, character setup just so everyone kind of knows what's going on. And I will give a heads up that this one will have a little bit more mechanics than we normally have in the episodes, uh, but it's pretty simple to keep up with. So uh, to my wonderful guests that are on the show, we're going to go ahead and set up your raccoons that you are playing. Specifically, it asks, why are you a raccoon entering the world of illegal street racing in Los Angeles? Are you a wide-eyed rookie or a grizzled veteran? Are you in this for love, fortune, fame, or justice? Are you an undercover cop? Who's your human rival? Do they know you even exist? What's the conflict at the heart of you that spurs drama? Write a short origin story for your raccoon and give them a name. So I already have a kind of storyline campaign set up for you folks. So 
pretty much we're just going to skip that portion and just say, hey, why don't you name your raccoons? Can I be Stripes McGuffin? <laughs> I love it. Yes. Um, I think we talked about uh, a couple, like when we first talked about this, we were talking about doing an actual panda. Uh, so I was thinking Greg the Panda. Per normal rolling misadventures, we typically don't stick entirely to the rules, so I am completely fine with that. Um, oh no. <laughs> oh no, I should have thought about this before I pressed record. Um, <laughs> very serious. It's a very serious game. Very serious game. Is it just me? Am I just the panda? Is it or the raccoon? Is it just Jory <laughs> playing myself as a raccoon? Uh, if that's how you want to go with it, sure. I now have it in my notes, Jory, who is in fact a raccoon. Nice. Were you transformed into a raccoon, or is the raccoon like your secret alter ego? You can't just ask someone. That's that. very personal. Yeah. That's fair. I'm I'm sorry. That was rude. <laughs> yeah, play to find out. All right. So next, we are going to roll up some stats for your raccoons. You're going to roll 4d4. So we have four stats for our raccoons. The first one is alacrity, which is used for moving quickly, whether it's leaping, climbing, or swimming. We have chutzpah for carrying off schemes, ruses, lies, and disguises. We have ferociousness, which is for scratching, biting, and maiming. And then we have rotundity, which is to remain steadfast in adversity <laughs> thanks to your generous roundness. All right, so as the wonderful guests go through and set up their statistics, the way that this game works is any time that they are presented with a challenge, I will ask them to roll one of those stats. They will roll a d6 for every point that they have in that stat to try to overcome a challenge. Four or higher, they overcome that challenge. And also, now that uh, if everyone has their stats ready, we do have one more thing that we need to roll up. Is that the items? Items. If everyone would roll yes. me two d20s. <laughs> okay, so Landon, your two items that you will have in this game are a dog mask. Pass yourself off as a dog driving a car. They'll never suspect a thing. <laughs> <laughs> and your second item is a banana. Delicious. Also, cars might slip on the peel. Good. Jory, your two items that you will have are a lead pipe hit stuff with it, and then a police siren makes noises and lights. <laughs> Graham, you also have a lead pipe, as well as a turbo rocket. One use per race, plus three to speed. <laughs> Which we will explain what that means when we get to the race. All right, and that is it for the setup. Super easy. So let's go ahead and hop into our story. So the three of you are in the middle of a Los Angeles zoo. It's a sunny day, no, not a single cloud in the sky, and all of you have been brought out of your cages to participate in the petting zoo portion. And as you are interacting with the various children, having a wonderful time, one of the zookeepers walks up and addresses all of you and says, uh, Hey, thanks, guys. I know the kids always love when you guys show up. Well, of course they do. Kids love raccoons. Any day that we get to spend with my raccoon family is a wonderful day. Yeah, it's it's always a wonderful time whenever the zoo is you know doing so well. But and you realize that he's looking a bit uh, downtrodden. And well, hopefully we can keep doing this. I know that 
the bills have been piling up and, well, we're not going to be open uh, too many days during the week anymore, it seems. Where am I supposed to get my trash then? <laughs> I mean, I'm sure the janitors will get laid off as well, so there might be some more trash piling up. Oh, great. So it'll pile up? Wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> but then where do we go? Oh, that's something for the, the big owner boss man to figure out, unfortunately. And as uh, as he's saying this, you hear one of the, or you see one of the children kind of climbing up on one of the uh, raccoon-shaped statues nearby. And he's like, oh, uh, hang on, guys. And he runs off to go help them. And as uh, you folks are looking around and kind of letting this information sink in, one of you spots a flyer on the ground. What does it say? The flyer is for a several county race that'll be happening over the next two days with a big cash prize. Is it for the exact amount of money to keep the zoo open? <laughs> uh, you know what? Why not? It's at least enough to make a dent in it. By some strange coincidence. I know. It's the weirdest thing. <laughs> I think I've seen a movie about this. It was about somebody who was fast and somebody else who was really, really mad. Fast <laughs> and mad. That's it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I think there are like 48 of them now. These movies, not angry and fast people. Too fast, too mad. Mad seven. <laughs> fast and mad, angering drift. <laughs> <laughs> the f- mad of the f- furious. <laughs> All right, we gotta, we gotta win this money. Of course. How are we? How do we enter? Well, all three of us get in a trench coat. Great. On board. Do. Do we have a trench coat? Uh, you see a trench coat uh, that is just kind of slung over one of the nearby benches. <laughs> wow, it's really our day. Oh, things are going really well for us. But if you're going to use it to sneak out of the zoo, I would ask that all of you roll a chutzpah. That's bad for me. <laughs> all right, so describe how you're stacking up in this trench coat. Um, I rolled the best, so maybe I should be the base. Does that make sense? Yeah, actually. No, Greg believes he's a regular raccoon, so yes, Greg will Greg will hop up in the middle. I guess that puts me on the top. So you have very little trouble stacking up on top of each other. You've done enough circus performance-style tricks for the petting zoo and the other zoo-goers that this is just kind of a normal <laughs> thing for you. And as you make your way to the front gate, uh, you come across one of the security guards. And he just kind of eyes you up and down. It's a little warm out for a trench coat, don't you think? I have poor circulation, okay? <laughs> uh, go ahead and roll me uh, another hood spa lamp. <laughs> that's a bad idea. Okay, that's better. Yep, he's like, oh, I hadn't really considered that. Uh, yeah, well, have a, have a wonderful day. He just lets you through. You too, Mr. Security Guard, bro. And I tip the fedora that I found somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> it comes standard with all raccoons. It does. And he tips his hat back to you and lets you on your way. So looking at your flyer, you see an address for a local garage called uh, Domination Drag Racing. And it is across town. I believe humans usually use a thing called an Uber to get around, or a Lyft, depending on your 
preference. We should get one of the scooters. <laughs> you know what? There are definitely a bunch of lime scooters that are parked at the entrance. And as you reach uh, around in right. one of the pockets, there does happen to be a cell phone in it that you can unlock the lime scooter with. Oh, that's Sunday perfect. was very careless. So we're going to do a little bit of a modified version of the racing rules. <laughs> the way that the racing rules work, each person, normally you would do this with a single D6, but because we are playing remotely, we're just going to enter a number into the chat at the same time. Uh, each person can pick the numbers one through six. Uh, you cannot strategize. You cannot tell the other people what you are picking. So we're all going to enter it at the same time. And basically, those will play out kind of what happens. Now, I've linked all of you the playset to make it a little bit easier. But uh, for the listeners, if they choose a one, that slows them down. It puts on the brakes. If they pick a number two, they turn left. A number three, they turn right. A number four, they use an item. A number five, they speed up. And then the number six is just some other action other than those. So if everyone would like to uh, type a number and we'll go ahead and hit enter. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So it looks like everyone picked five. So that is speed, speed plus one for each of them. So all of you climb onto this scooter and just immediately crank back on the accelerator and you take off down the sidewalk. As you are going down, people are kind of diving out of the way because this giant person in a trench coat is screaming <laughs> by on a scooter. And, <laughs> and as you are going, uh, you realize that there is a crack in the pavement up ahead. So let's go ahead and roll a, or pick another number. Uh, you can continue to pick the same number if you would like. Three, six, and a three. Okay, um, so the two threes mean that you will turn right. Uh, it typically says about 30 degrees for the right-hand turn. So with two of those, you're going to basically uh, turn twice, so 60 degrees. Uh, however, Landon, you picked a six, so you want to use an action. What would you like to do? Yeah. We're going to jump the crack. <laughs> Perfect. Do yeah, like a sick healy and like spin the scooter under us while we're doing it. Perfect. You know what? I think that will work. As you get ready to pull back, rather than slowing down, you're just going to go full four for this. And with the two right turn choices, you basically do a uh, spin, like you're hanging onto the handlebars and the bottom of the scooter spins out from under your feet, a full 360 before you land. Yes. And now I get to roll based on your speed. Uh, you you guys manage to land just fine, but don't get any uh, bonus points for to use as a uh, group style. actions. Yeah, style points. <laughs> oh no, but we were so stylish. I know. Man. LA. I know, tough crowd. Yeah. So as you land, there's a couple skaters nearby that are just jaw agape and slow clapping as you speed down the sidewalk. About a half hour passes and you guys have been going so fast that you have no trouble getting up to the garage. But as you approach, uh, you realize you're still going pretty darn fast. So go ahead and pick one more drive action. 
All right, you all hit the brake, which is perfect. You skid to a stop, just completely lock that back tire, and there's a nice trail of rubber behind you as you stop perfectly in front of an open, rolled-up garage door. So we're still pretending to be a person. I can't run out from under and be like, we need to join your contest. Uh, that's entirely up to you folks. If you want to continue to stay as a three raccoon high uh, trench coat person, or you can separate if you would like. I think we can separate. We just needed to get out of the, All right. the zoo. What are they going to do <laughs> <Yeah>. now? <laughs> Not let us join the context as three one foot tall raccoon or two raccoons and a panda. That would just make sense. <laughs> the panda is at least maybe approaching tall enough to drive a car. <laughs> I think I think uh, Greg's a teenage a teenage panda, <laughs> <laughs> just not quite old enough for the learner's permit yet. Yeah, exactly. So as you uh, enter this garage, you see a handful of different groups of people that are all kind of teamed up working on their respective cars. You see a tall, muscular, bald man working on a hot rod. You see a couple of women that are working on a motorcycle with a sidecar, and you see a very dapperly dressed man working on what looks like a Model T from the Munsters, if anyone knows that show. How do we get a car? Motorcycle. Is there a motorcycle available? There's the one with the sidecar. Yeah, it has oh, a sidecar. Yeah. And we'll put right, the panda right, right. at the sidecar. I mean, <laughs> we'll put the oddly large raccoon at the sidecar. What's a panda? <laughs> <laughs> so as you folks approach the motorcycle, one of the women, she's about 5'5", with a slender build and brunette hair. Uh, she is sitting in the sidecar, scribbling in a, note, in a notebook, and lets it drop down and sees the three of you approach and just says, Well, well, hi there. I don't recognize you folks. What's your names? I'm Stripes McGuffin. I am Greg. I am Jory. I, that's my name. <laughs> All right. Still going oh, with it's, it. that's a pleasure to meet you. Uh, my name's Princess Hodges. Uh, what brings you to the garage today? We need wheels. And also a body of a vehicle to attach those wheels to, please. We need to save our zoo. Yeah, that's the one. That's that's a very noble <laughs> uh, uh, reason to enter this competition. Uh, unfortunately, I, my wife and I, we can't really give you our motorcycle. I mean, we kind of need that money to pay off this... Uh, book tour that we're doing. How oh, I feel bad trying to take their motorcycle. I know, right? <laughs> they sound adorable. <laughs> we can't take a motorcycle from the lesbian book <laughs> writers. <laughs> and as uh, she says this, her <laughs> wife uh, comes from the other side of the motorcycle. They were kind of ne- She was kind of kneeling down uh, working on the engine block, just hands covered in grease, says, well, hi there. My name's Vi. Uh, I heard that you folks were looking for a vehicle. Yes. Do you know where we could get one? Well, you know, we only got this motorcycle here, but uh, if you go talk to Flynn over there at the Hot Rod, he's the one who runs this garage. I'm sure he can direct you folks to something. Thanks, Vi. Damn morals. I know, right? (laughs) (laughs) Does Stripes have morals, though? Enough to not take a motorcycle from them. Well, let me rephrase that. Enough that since the two of you are not on board to not try to take the motorcycle. Uh, peer pressure. <laughs> yeah, it's up to you what, who else you would like to talk to. We still have the uh, dapperly dressed person as well as the big muscly bald man. Which one of those is Flynn? 
Uh, it would be safe to assume that that's that's who uh, who Vi was mentioning. So yeah, let's roll on over and say hello, Mister Flint. I'm just imagining that Greg just moves by like doing somersaults everywhere now. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, I was about to say rolled on over, but I was like, I don't know if that's gonna mm-hmm. convey what I wanted to convey. <laughs> but Greg absolutely just rolls on over and appear and just sort of pops up and says. Whatever I just said. Are you Mr. Flint? I just work for Flynn. Flynn's over there in the in the driver's seat. And he motions over. And you see a short, about a foot tall ferret. <sighs> oh no. <laughs> he pops up onto the dashboard, looks out at you folks and says, Well, hi there. My name's Flynn Weasel. And uh, I think you're a little bit too close to my car. What do you guys want? Your car? We want to enter the race. Well, that's, that's yeah. fine. Anybody can enter the race, but uh, he kind of looks around the garage at the cars that have been there, peeks out the roll-up garage door. Wait, you just going to enter in on enter the race with that scooter? You'll get left in our dust. We came here to upgrade. Can we enter the race on the scooter? I'm so very tempted to enter the race on the scooter. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to try... Just, just like sketch the whole way. <laughs> he just shrugs, and shakes his head. I, I can, I can tell you that that scooter ain't gonna do nothing with keeping up with this. He slaps the roof of his hot rod. Well, maybe want to if somebody didn't shove a banana in the gas tank. <laughs> cough, cough, cough. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? While they, while the other two are having this conversation. Go ahead and roll me a chutzpah. <laughs> this is my worst stat. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Oh, yeah, nice. you sneak away and and jam the banana into the tailpipe of the hot rod. Uh, meanwhile, could I potentially grab materials from around the um, garage to soup up our scooter? <laughs> Absolutely. Flynn just kind of eyes you up and down. Look, it seems like you guys are on the level. I, I, I don't want to be just a complete ass to you, so tell you what. Anything out in the junkyard that you can get your hands on, eh, we'll say it's on the house. You can pay me back if you win the race. If not, whatever you build is going to be mine. That's a great, great deal. I am so happy to take that deal. What's in the junkyard? So as you make your way towards the junkyard, there is that last set of racers the dapper gentleman just nudges, who looks almost like a teenage version of himself, and just says, I don't let anyone in this garage. Rude. I hiss at the dapper gentleman. <laughs> that is a good response. He just laughs at you. So if we um, scour the, the junkyard, what do we find? You know what? Why don't you tell me what you were looking for to soup up this scooter? I was thinking some kind of engine... Um, so, and maybe, like, some cool big wheels with, like, better tread or something. I actually cannot drive in real life, so I don't know what I'm talking about. (laughs) And some flame decals. We need some flame decals. I'll tell you what, everyone, go ahead and roll me a rotundity, because it's taking you a bit of time to find parts. Okay, so I'm just going to go success and failures based off of everyone kind of meshed together. Uh, So, we have... Uh, broken even. Okay. 
So you don't manage to find a flame decal. Uh, however, you do find what looks to be a jet engine. Oh, great. A, a jet engine? More more for like a, uh, a model plane kind of jet, not a full-size jet engine. Oh, okay. Oh. I was going to say. <laughs> Gotta be specific. <laughs> You know what? I'm going to say, Graham, go ahead and roll me one more d20. We'll give you one more item as you guys are uh, looking through the graveyard. It's a 14. You don't manage to find anything that's going to soup up the scooter, but you do find a bottle of cough syrup. (laughs) (laughs) And it's been sitting out there for a bit. It does say on the label, though. (laughs) But it's the good stuff. Yeah, it does say on the label, generic cough syrup, the good stuff. Oh, boy. So you know that the race is going to happen in a few more hours. Is there anything else you would like to do before everyone gets ready to race? I would like to drug our competition. <laughs> yes. Except, Have- except not the motorbike lesbians. <laughs> not the, no, no, no. They are, if they beat us, that's fine, I guess. For now. We get the, uh, I think we get to, get to go put it in, like, the dapper gentleman's coffees or whatever. Yeah, he was rude to us. Okay, who would who would like to attempt this? And does anyone want to distract or help out? I'll try it. Does anybody want to be my, like, um, distraction or something? I can distract by just going feral on this jerk. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's not going to go poorly. <laughs> You scratch him up and I spike his- Perfect. Go team. Okay, so Landon, go ahead, uh, roll me an alacrity. Both of us? Uh, Jory, you are going to- or I'm sorry, uh, ferociousness. Uh, Jory, you're going to roll a chutzpah. Gotcha. The Stripes McGuffin goes over to the Dapper Gentleman and he hisses back at you. Oh, the Dapper Gentleman hisses at me? Yes. Wow, I'm jumping on his face. (laughs) (laughs) So as you are scratching at his face, uh, his little kind of mini-me next to him manages to pull you off. But you you take a nice little uh, scratch right down the side of his handlebar mustache, removing the little curl. Yes. Beautiful. Unfortunately, uh, as the uh, mini-me person with him uh, chucks you to the side. You end up bumping into Jory and knocking the cough syrup to the floor. No, not the good stuff. As the dapper gentleman oh, no. wipes the uh, that curl of the mustache off of his cheek now, he just looks down. What is the meaning of this? I have a cold. I was just trying to feel a little better before the big race, sir. And you needed your friend to attack me to feel better? I just don't like you. Well, I don't like you either. I'm neutral. You should be more like your friend over there. He seems to have a better handle on his emotions. No, I'm just too preoccupied with other stuff, really. Such as what, my boy? You know, I feel like I'm very large for a raccoon, and I like bamboo a lot, and nobody else seems to be into that, and it's just, it's, it's confusing to me. The dapper gentleman, just uh, his face (laughs) sullens as he kneels beside you, Graham, and he's just like, my boy, we will always feel out of place in this world. I mean, look at me. I'm in a chop shop with some riders and a weasel over there. 
people generally below my stature, but here I am. Okay. He just pats you on the shoulder. <laughs> I'm glad we had this talk. I hate this dude even more. <laughs> that felt <laughs> condescending, but in a very roundabout way. He walks over, uh, taps his little mini-me on the shoulder and says, Come on, intern, we must prepare for the race. Let's let these ne'er-to-wells off to their own devices. And they go back to working on their car. And so a few hours pass, the sun is just starting to set over the city as all of the cars line up in front of the garage. We have that Model T with McMasterson, who has now shaved off the other side of his handlebar mustache so it could be even, (laughs) (laughs) along with his unpaid intern in the passenger seat. We have Flynn Weasel, who is somehow managing to hang on to the steering wheel with the big muscly bald man behind him. So basically just in front of his lap. And then we have the uh, married couple by just revving the engine and her wife, Princess, opening up a map and just kind of making quick sketches on it. They're too cute. I want to peek out their map. Yeah, I was just okay. thinking, should we should we have looked at a map? Go ahead and let's go with an alacrity check for anyone who wants to check on the map. Okay, so Jory, you see that they have what looks to be kind of the main path of this race plotted out. And about what you would assume is about an hour of the race or into the race, they have a separate blue line that goes off to the right. That looks to be a shortcut. Are they allowed to do that? Is that within the race rules? It's drag racing. There are no rules. <laughs> <laughs> and as you pull up with your scooter, that has somehow been modified to have additional seats as well in that off time, just for the sake of someone wanting to draw this, just messing with them. Uh, you see, <laughs> uh, you see a cat running out in front of you. And it stops in front of the racers, holding up a uh, a greasy rag in one paw. It says, all right, racers, as soon as I drop this, the race is going to start. And he raises the rag up. But before he can drop it, you see an old woman start to walk across the street. She says, oh, sorry there. It's just going to take me a little bit to get across the street. Hey folks, it's your host Eric with a quick intermission. First up, a huge thank you to our lovely, beautiful, wonderful, and uh, drifting Patreon supporters. Ben, Harper, Kate, Natari Windrider, Sarah, and Smoked Toast. Thank you so much for your continued support. It really does mean a lot to us knowing that you folks are helping us pay for our sound libraries and our music libraries and all the things that help make this show possible. If anyone else out there would like to also support us that way, feel free to visit patreon.com slash rolling misadventures where for a buck a month, you get the shout out, but for a few dollars more a month, you get bonus content. Uh, exclusive episodes, ad-free versions of the show, as well as, at higher tiers, stickers that are exclusive just to the Patreon. Uh, But all of that being said, if you do want to help us out in a different way, that honestly is probably the best way possible. 
Uh, make sure that you're sharing the show. Spread the word. Let your friends know that they should subscribe to us. Post the episodes up on social media. Leaving reviews. All of that really does help get the word out and helps us find some new listeners so we can grow that following in an organic way. Honestly, it's something I can't do by myself. Believe me, I try on a regular basis. But uh, if anyone can help us out that way, so much love and thanks for that. Uh, all that being said, I really don't have a whole lot of news for this episode. I am trying to work on a very special Patreon episode for June, uh, but we're running into some tech issues on that. So I don't want to spoil it or get any hopes up uh, if we aren't able to salvage that. Uh, but we do have some great stuff coming down the pipeline that I cannot wait to share. Yeah, I think that's going to be it. So let's go ahead and pop in a fantastic promo and we'll get right back to that story and see if that old lady's finally out of the way. You see, looking up from the ground, blood red clouds boiling across the sky. You did ask me to bring the thunder. <laughs> Dejan! Dejan! Uh, help! I've got the chalice, please! Well, if they're following you, then I guess that takes care of a loose end for me. <laughs> All of you feel the earth beneath you shake and crack and break. I feel that I have failed both of you, and I am sorry for that. This has nothing to do with you being a bad leader. Do you want a countdown? Oh, I think I want to count down. I wanted Three, to help. I always had good two, intention. I one. did not deserve to die. Now. The Lucky Die Podcast is a weekly 5e Dungeons & Dragons actual play podcast. Join our adventure every Monday wherever you download podcasts by searching for The Lucky Die. We hop back to the street as everyone is lined up and we see the older woman finally make it across the street. <laughs> the cat stands back up, shaking his head. It's like, all right, if everyone's ready, as soon as I drop this rag, you all start the race. He holds the rag up high and says, all right, three, two, one, and drops it. For uh, anyone who is either unfamiliar with the race mechanics that we had pointed out in the very first episode, we'll go ahead and cover that real quick. Each of the players is going to give me a number one through six. With those, it will determine what this vehicle is doing as they are all trying to drive it at the same time collectively. So with a one, that is a brake, which is minus one speed. A two has you turn left. A three turns right. A four uses an item that they have. A five is to accelerate plus one speed. And a six is anything that is not above. As uh, their speed will determine some dice rolls on my side, if they succeed, they will get bonus style points that they will be able to spend as a group later on. So as the rag drops, everyone go ahead and give me a number. So there's a bit of confusion as everyone takes off of the line. You see the Model T with McMasterson in it take off. You see the married couple in the motorcycle and sidecar pop a wheelie as they peel out. And you see Flynn Weasel, the ferret, sitting on the lap of the muscly, bald man. 
just burn out and leave a bunch of smoke behind him in your wake as one of you decides to hit the brake, getting it confused with the gas pedal, and the other two kind of shove shove them out of the way, and you both punch down on the accelerator, giving you plus two speed. And uh, as you do this, the smoke kind of masks your vision a bit. You're all coughing. And as you finally take off, you realize that part of the jet engine takes one damage and is now hanging on kind of shakily. But you do manage to get going behind them. Have we decided who's sitting where? I am sitting on one of Greg's shoulders. (laughs) 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 I imagine Shrites and Guffin as that grizzled kind of small raccoon. I'm okay with it. I think I got shoved to the back <laughs> after my flub. I said I last house and I don't know how to drive. <laughs> <laughs> and as you begin to speed down this straightaway, uh, you see uh, no real obstacles in your way, but all three of the groups in front of you are slowly pulling away with a bit more speed. Go ahead and give me another dice choice for the race. Okay, so we have a uh, plus two more speed to bring you up to four. Uh, Jory, you picked a six. What would you like to do? Yeah, I want to try and re-secure the, uh, the engine. Just like try and shove it back in place. Just like force it. Okay, go ahead and give me an alacrity check, which yeah. is your physical skill. Perfect. Yeah, you have no trouble resecuring it. It just seemed that one of the zip ties wasn't completely engaged. So you yank on it and secure the jet engine to the back of the scooter. Uh, as you do this, both the other raccoons, one of them being a panda, uh, both continue to shove down on the gas pedal and just completely starts to catch up to the grouping of cars. And with that, uh, you folks will gain one style point. Sweet. The way style points work, uh, this is a pull of points that uh, I will keep track of. Uh, But anytime you want to do anything special, uh, specifically pointed out in the playset are things like streaking ahead of rivals, running chumps off the road, doing cool tricks like jumps and skids, finding or creating a better route through the streets of Los Angeles. So with those, you can decide as a group when you want to spend them. Uh, That is separate from the uh, race numbers that you are picking. Cool. Are we coming up on anyone? Oh, yeah. You see that uh, Flynn is out ahead with his muscle car, the motorcycle trailing right behind them. And you are coming up on McMasterson in his modified Model T. And as you're pulling up, he looks over. (laughs) He just hisses at uh, Stripes McGuffin as they did prior. <laughs> Discord doesn't pick up my hissing noises, but don't worry, they're there on Audacity. <laughs> <laughs> and as you are now side by side with McMasterson, let's go ahead and uh, pick another action. Wait, 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 wait. Is McMasterson to our left or our right? <laughs> <laughs> good call. Very good call. Uh, McMasterson is to your left. Okay. All right. 
<laughs> okay, so uh, Jory chose to uh, use an item. Uh, Graham is accelerating, so adding another speed. Uh, and then Landon is choosing to turn left. So uh, you see the panda just punch down on the gas even harder, putting the full weight down on that accelerator. And as you do, Landon pulls hard left, or Stripes pulls hard left, and manages to kind of pit the back of McMasterson's Model T, setting him into a spin. Jory, what would you like to do with your use item? Yeah, I'm going to grab my lead pipe and try and shove it between their wheels. Ooh! <laughs> All right, uh, go ahead and give me a ferociousness. I'm not that ferocious. That's okay. You are ferocious enough. Hopefully. <laughs> so as the vehicle spins, McMasterson is cursing you. Uh, his top hat goes flying out the window from the extra wind. And you manage to shove the lead pipe in between the, the wheel. Uh, it clatters and clanks and you see the tire go flat. During this, you get two more style points, so that brings you up to three. But as the tire goes flat, some of the rubber flies off and strikes your scooter for one more damage. You see Flynn kind of peek his head and look it back out of the hot rod up ahead. And it's just like, these these guys are crazy. Quick, we gotta, we gotta get away from them. And the motorcycle couples it's just paying no attention and trying to use this as an advantage to get closer to the hot rod. Uh, as you were coming up, it is a hard right turn as you see a construction zone up ahead. And if everyone would like to pick their next race action. Okay. So everyone chose to turn right, which uh, brings it up to like a 90 degree turn. <laughs> So you see the other cars start to slow down ahead of you and easily make this turn as all three of you just wrench right on the handlebar because it is still a scooter after all, there's no steering wheel. And you begin to drift to the side at going five speed, uh, do slam into one of the construction barriers, but it is enough to shift your car or your scooter in the right direction and stops the slide. Alongside that, you take two more damage on your vehicle, bringing it up to five, uh, which keeping in mind for the listeners, the scooter has about 10 hit points before it will break down and they will have to make repairs. It's definitely shown some, some damage. Just a little bit. Uh, after you make the turn, everyone is continuing along another straightaway and you see uh, Princess and Violet in the motorcycle veer off to the right, assuming that this might be where their shortcut was. Now, if everyone would like to uh, either use some style points or uh, pick another action, that is entirely up to you which way you want to go. How many style points do we have? Three. Just All the right. one? Uh, you have three. Oh, three? At the moment. Uh, yeah. yeah. Can we yeah. use one of them? Shortcut? Sure. I'm picturing Mario Kart. Like, we have to, like, do some crazy thing and we're going to go off a jump at the end. It's going to be great. <laughs> and hopefully we'll get like a mushroom or a, or like a red shell. A one-up is what we might need. <laughs> All right. So you spend the style point. You 
continue your drift from that hard turn and start following after the motorcycle couple. And Flint kind of looks back like, where the, where the hell are they going? And you finally see McMasterson uh, kind of limping along with their vehicle, but missing that shortcut as well. So as you drive up the shortcut, you end up side by side with the couple. And they look over and give a nod and say, well, glad to see that uh, you folks there were able to soup up that scooter. But uh, there's no way we're going to let you folks win. We need that money. We need to save our zoo. Ooh. Yeah, it's where we live. It's our house. Maybe your book will do really well. And Princess has a tear in her eye. She's just like, Vi, I, maybe maybe we can help them out. You know, the book sales, the tour, we, we can always put it off. Ooh. And Vi just shakes her head no as she wrenches down on the accelerator and starts to pull ahead. Uh, in front of you, it is another straightaway. So go ahead and pick a race action. Okay, so Landon, what is the action that you want to do with that six? I want to jump onto Vi's face. <laughs> okay. So Jory and and Greg the Panda both slam down on the accelerator, giving you enough speed to pull right beside the motorcycle. Uh, Landon, go ahead and roll me. Are you doing this just as a distraction or more as an attack? Um, it's more to like block her vision. Okay, go ahead and roll me an alacrity check. Oh, that's not the best. <laughs> Why are we using this dice bot? This dice bot hates me. I've been on team fail for like two weeks now. <laughs> Keeping in mind that you folks are up to seven speed at this point. So that is a lot of dice I'm rolling on my side. You managed to get three more of those style yeah. points, uh, which will bring you up to five. Um, Stripes jumps across straight into Vi's helmet and rips the goggles off. Vi is now swerving back and forth, just screaming at the top of her lungs, completely not expecting a trash panda to go and fly out of another vehicle at her. And she begins <laughs> to slow down. But in the swerving, Stripes loses their grip and falls off the motorcycle and begins to roll on the pavement. Ouch. Oh boy. And so the two that are still on the scooter, go ahead and uh, tell me what you want to do, knowing that uh, you see stripes being left behind. Do I still have my lead pipe? Uh, you lost your lead pipe to the uh, McMasterson. I have my lead pipe. We use it like a life, like a hold it out so that stripes can grab it. Okay, you know what? Yeah, we'll, we'll go ahead and say you can spend a few of those. We'll say. I would classify that as a hard move, so let's say three of those style points. You have to like loop around and hold out the lead pipe. In my brain, I was imagining me holding the scooter, holding you, holding out the red pipe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll go ahead and say that you guys do that. You manage to kind of whip the scooter back around as the couple speeds off ahead, straightening out the motorcycle, and you loop back to grab stripes. A very angry stripes. And so uh, 
because we use the style points, we'll say that you managed to kind of whip the scooter around as soon as Stripes grabbed on and flung back onto the scooter, you kind of plant that lead pipe to whip you back in the right direction, and you are still at full speed, catching up to the couple. As you continue along, the sun has gone down, there's a full moon overhead, and you see the motorcycle kind of enter into sort of a desert out of the streets area. Uh, As they are coming up, you also see the other two vehicles from Flynn and Masterson joining up as well. So you are all clustered together at this point. Go ahead and pick another race action. (laughs) (laughs) So you are continuing to just hammer on, speeding up another two. You're going probably about 90 miles per hour at this point. (laughs) On a lime scooter. <laughs> uh, Jory, you chose to use an item. What would you like to do? Yeah, um, since you said we we're getting close to everyone else, I would like to blare my siren to um, freak them all out, and maybe yes, yeah, get them to screw up or something. Okay. Yeah. So as you come speeding up, catching up to everyone, you pop on that siren, and it just wails as the flashing lights fill the surrounding desert in front of you in red and blue alternating lights and all of the racers slow down a bit and start to pull to the right as you pass all of them. As you are passing the group of racers, they all look over to let the cop pass and realize that this is a live scooter with a bunch of raccoons and pandas on it. (laughs) And as you pass Flynn, who was in the lead, he just screams out, Hey, now that's some dirty racing! And starts speeding after you. As you continue up, you see, off in the distance, a police car that has caught notice of your siren. And as you speed by, they flip their lights on and join into the race of cars. (laughs) (laughs) Well, now we can't stop. Uh, go ahead and uh, pick another race action that you would like to do, as this cop is now hot on your tail. <laughs> so, uh, you continue to speed forward, just pushing it as hard as you can, not getting any more speed out of this scooter. <laughs> uh, Landon, what would you like to do for your use item? I think it's time for the dog mask. I mean, nobody suspects dogs, right? <laughs> Everybody loves dogs. All right, so you put on this dog mask as the police car pulls right up beside you. And one of the police officers in the passenger seat rolls down the window and says, Sergeant Mutton, I didn't know it was you. Did you see where those racers went? Ruff, ruff, ruff! <laughs> Stupid. Dis- ruff, 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 ruff. <laughs> <laughs> and they look very confused. Uh, Sergeant Buttons, are you feeling okay? Um, <laughs> keep it up. Just keep doing it. Yes, sir. I just wanted to make sure it was you. <laughs> and he nods. Ah, yeah. I, I, I forgot about our secret password that we had to use in situations when you're undercover. <laughs> uh, the racers are back that way, sir. Okay, uh, go ahead and roll me a spa. <laughs> yes! <laughs> the, the police officer nods, turns to his partner, and says, All right, let's get him. 
and they slow down, letting you speed <laughs> past. They whip their cars sideways, and you see all of the other vehicles swerve off-road, now traveling through the desert to try to avoid this. <laughs> As you have put considerable distance behind or between you and the other racers, you are now coming up to what looks to be kind of a patchy, rough spot, just a very rocky area and a smattering of cactuses that have fallen into the road. Uh, you have two of them coming up on your left, if you continue straight. We'll go ahead and do another race action. You continue to try to accelerate more, <laughs> but you are not gaining any more speed at this point. It's always worth a shot. But both the panda and Jory Raccoon both try to turn this scooter. They're both pulling back on either side, canceling each other out as you slam into these cactuses head on. With that, uh, you are going fast enough that it just completely flattens your front know. tire and you come to a full stop, taking full damage from your speed. No! <laughs> as your vehicle just completely skids to a stop, you see the other racers catching up to you. What would you like to do? Hmm. Can we... Can we fashion a new tire out of a piece of cactus? You know what? That is a fantastic idea. <laughs> <laughs> Who would like to attempt this? That sounds like something our rotund friend should handle. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Okay, Graham, go ahead and give me a rotundity check. All right. That would be not awesome. Um, I'll tell you what. You do manage to plug up some of the holes with bits of cactus, using it as sort of a patch. Because you are a rather round, uh, panda-like raccoon, you don't prick yourself with any of the needles. However, you do need something to to hold the cactus to the tire. Do we, do we have any of the cough syrup left over? <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, just, just for the sake of story, uh, as you are patching up this tire, and thinking you need something to hold the cactus to the tire as a patch. McMasterson guns past you, and that banana comes flying out and splatters in front of you. Perfect. Banana goop. <laughs> sticky. That's a sticky thing. <laughs> and so you, you fasten the cactus to the tire with the banana goop and resume the race. Thank you, Zeus. <laughs> Let's go ahead and pick another race action. All right. Jory, we fit over this. We were at a dead stop. <laughs> we're going to break our thing. We were at a dead stop. <laughs> so Jory once again jumps onto the brake, getting the two confused as the other two slam down on the accelerator. It spins the tires but manages to keep and kind of grind that cactus in to make sure it's nice and secure as you're burning out and you take off at one speed. Yeah, I was just trying to secure the cactus, guys. <laughs> so the rest of the racers manage to avoid the cactuses that are littered about. As this race has gone on a while, the sun is starting to come up. You realize that they are a considerable distance ahead of you. Far, far down on the horizon, you see what looks to be a 
you're not sure if it's a mirage, but it seems to be a checkered flag waiting. As you crest the hill, you can see over, and there are still a couple more obstacles to make that possibly could slow them down. But for the time being, you are still on a straightaway. So go ahead and pick a race action. <laughs> yep, I, I figured that's what it was going to be. <laughs> so Jory and Stripes slam down on the accelerator, gaining more speed as you start to go downhill. Greg the Panda, tell me what you what item you're using. I am using my turbo rocket, which I I think I just keep in like a fold of my of my rotundity. <laughs> just sort of whip it out and stick it on the back of the thing with some of the leftover banana goop and uh, press the on button. All right, this rocket just powers on, and all of you feel an immense pressure behind you as this is basically throwing you into the backs of your seats. You're hanging on tight as this lime scooter with a jet engine just <laughs> takes off and gains an extra three speed, putting you ahead currently uh, six speed total. So you are quickly catching up to the rest of the group. Okay, as you are gaining speed, you see bits of the cactus start to fly off the tire, but it is, it is still holding as you come screaming up behind Flynn Weasel. Up ahead, you see another set of cactuses to your right, basically between Flynn and yourselves. Go ahead and pick another race action. Greg the Panda is all about the speed and his <laughs> rocket and just hammers on that accelerator even more, wanting to make sure that you grab that checkered flag. But as you pull up, both the other two raccoons decide that they want to slam into Flynn Weasel's car. So the two of them grab the right handlebar and shove the lime scooter into the muscle car, which is enough to send him directly into the cactuses. As you speed down the road, you look behind you to see the muscle car not only hit these cactuses, but also spin 90 degrees and start to roll. And as you are celebrating, the demise of Flynn Weasel and him losing this race, you cross the finish line. Yay! Woo! Greg flips everybody off. <laughs> <laughs> but as you are passing this finish line, we have one more check because you see a crowd of spectators that were waiting for you at the end and oh, you're going no! at full speed. Do we have style points left? <laughs> you absolutely have style points left. Can we, like, jump over them? Yes! Yes. Okay. Um, <laughs> I have a feeling you're all going to uh, want to break as well, so we'll go ahead and skip that, uh, which is enough to bring you to a full stop. So as you are speeding towards the crowd, I think that Greg puts all of his rotundity at the back of the scooter, shoving the back wheel down and tipping that rocket engine behind you and it launches you up over the crowd. As you fly over, you see a lot of flash photography <laughs> as people are just in amazement, having never seen a lime scooter do something as epic as this. <laughs> and as you land, both of the tires go flat. The cactus tire kind of pops below you, and it is enough to skid you to a stop. Save the zoo. Ooh. Yeah, come, come pet us. Please. <laughs> but only after you pay admission to the petting zoo. 
the crowd runs up around you and lifts you above, carrying you on their shoulders as you see the rest of the racers make it up. And we fast forward back to the zoo. It's another sunny day in LA as you are all at the zoo. And it is a busy crowd. Like there has never been so many people here as you have drummed up not only the funds to pay off the bills that they needed to stay open a little bit longer, but you have also drummed up business at the zoo because of that epic stunt that you pulled at the end of the race. (laughs) As part of this, uh, you also have a new attraction at the zoo and it's the three of you riding around in go-karts. Yes! (laughs) And as you are putting on this show, you see a brand new uh, animal exhibit opening. The sign says opening soon, and on it is a picture of Flynn Weasel. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, poor Weasel. And the camera fades to black. Yay. (laughs) Beautiful. I mean, to be fair, that that animal zoo life ain't bad. (laughs) We get go-karts. We do. All right, so that is going to do it for our game of Crash Pandas. Uh, if you folks want to go ahead and plug your other shows so people have some new stuff to listen to, let's go ahead and start uh, with Landon. All right. Once again, hi, I'm Landon. If you like dumb faction politics and occasionally inter-party fighting between werewolves, vampires, fairies, and, you know, people who can cast spells but totally aren't wizards, you should go check out (laughs) Shadows of St. Fleur. You can find us on Twitter at St. Fleur Pod or your preferred podcatcher. Hey, I'm Jory. Uh, I'm a player at Many Realms. We play many different games, so if you liked hearing something new, you might want to come try us out. We're actually also currently playing an Urban Shadows campaign right now, but we've played a ton of other games like... Uh, we've played D and D five E. We've played Sleepaway. We've played all my mechs. All my exes are in mech suits, and we'll be trying even more stuff soon. And I'm Graham. I am also on a variety RPG podcast called The Role Less Taken. We are currently playing Apocalypse World, where I play a creepy child, and there is also PvP. Um, and just all kinds of weird things happen. It defies plot summaries. <laughs> And of course, links to all of those will be down in the show notes for you to check out. But also make sure to check out the Cast Junkie Discord, where all of us have met and put together these wonderful one-shot games. Uh, but folks, let's go ahead and get out of here. Bye. Bye, everyone. Bye.